Hi, my name is Faith. I'm a 200-hour certified yoga teacher, a level one Reiki practitioner, and a vegan foodie, and this is my podcast. Today, I'm just going to be chit-chatting about emotional eating and my emotional eating story. So, the definition of emotional eating is the practice of consuming large quantities of food, usually comfort or junk foods, in response to feelings instead of hunger. And then there's a little little tidbit. Experts estimate that 75% of overeating is caused by emotions. So I've struggled with emotional eating since I was very young. When my parents got a divorce, I think a big way of me coping was through eating. Um, You know, I ended up living with my mom and I turned into a latchkey kid. So I would come home from a long day of school and, you know, kids can sometimes be mean. I'm dealing with my parents' divorce, so I dip some cheese in mayonnaise, (laughs) which sounds disgusting, but at the time, I loved that. And both of my parents are really great cooks, and I think both of their love languages involve food. Um, You know, my mom has always been an avid gardener and um, a chef. Like, I mean, during high school, she, I was so spoiled. She would literally get up at like 5 a.m. every morning and just make me these beautiful breakfasts, like pancakes with berries or like really fancy oatmeal or French toast. Or sometimes she would bake, like get up early and bake muffins. And my dad and I, when I was little, developed like barbecue sauce together. We have like our own recipe low-key like the best barbecue sauce you'll ever have and you know I have memories of just seasoning chicken with my dad and putting it on our little griddle and like he was teaching me like temperature and stuff so I think it's really natural that I went to food for comfort when I was going through this really hard time in my life and there's a quote that I really really love by Hippocrates I don't know if I said that right Hippocrates um let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food and looking at those unhealthy eating habits I think it's very easy to shame it and be like oh I shouldn't have done that like you know it made me gain weight like I obviously wasn't healthy and I have this habit of like eating really unhealthy for a while, kind of emotionally eating and then getting on health kicks and getting super in shape and then falling back into emotional eating. And I'm learning how to work through that, which I'll share that at the end. At the time, even though I wasn't eating healthy and I wasn't really taking care of myself, I was doing what I needed to do to survive. I think it's really easy to get down on ourselves and even to get down on other people when we're not behaving, quote-unquote, perfectly. But being human is really, really hard. You know, it's not always easy to just, like, 
be perfect, you know? Like, animals are really in tune with their rhythm, and they just kind of, like, live their lives, live their dharmas, but but humans kind of don't always know how to listen to ourselves, don't always know how to listen to what we really need. So we tend to medicate, you know, I medicate with food, other people medicate with sex or drugs or smoking cigarettes or drinking. There's so many different ways that we just try to numb our feelings. And I think that goes hand in hand with let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. At different stages in your life, you need different things. You need to numb yourself in different ways to get through hard feelings. But it's also very important to, once you become aware of what you're doing, you know, like the first step to recovery is admitting you have a problem. So once you become aware of that, you know, don't get hard on yourself. Like you can forgive yourself. Like we're all doing our best at the end of the day. Look at it and set an intention to be better because the thing is with those coping mechanisms, maybe they help you get through something emotionally, but what is the true cost? The true cost of emotional eating, you know, is weight gain. Food really affects your hormones, so it can be a hormonal imbalance which affects everything about you from your skin to your mental health to like you can I struggle with hormones like it runs in my family and having cold hands is like a symptom of hormones like cold hands and feet they literally affect everything the food you put in your body is processed by your digestive system and it turns into the energy that you use it turns into you so the true cost of eating really comfort or junk foods wasn't worth it to me when I really when I really get down to it like it's not worth it you know, I have these difficult emotions. The ancient Greeks believed in, I can't remember the exact word for it, but that emotions are like visitors in your body. And they would look at emotions through the lens of this emotion is just visiting me. Why is it here? What is it teaching me? Why did it come in the first place? And I think that's a really, really healthy way to look at hard emotions because when we're in the middle of these really hard emotions, it's easy to get swept up in the storm. But when we take a minute, take some deep breaths and just think, what is, what is this teaching me right now? Suddenly the emotion doesn't become a burden, but it becomes something that can lift us up and it can become a catalyst for transformation. And when I got certified in my yoga teacher training, it all kind of started to surface for me that like food is something that's kind of hard for me. And I realized it was hard for me because I didn't want to feel my feelings. I didn't want to feel the hard stuff. And, you know, maybe this seems a little bit too simple of an answer, but I really believe it is the answer. If you want to stop using whatever addiction it is that you have, like you can even have an addiction to social media and numb yourself through social media. But if you want to get past that addiction, you have to feel the hard feelings because you're never going to stop 
craving that thing that your brain associates with numbing unless you feel those feelings unless you process them unless you release them you know you can't release a wild animal from a cage without unlocking the cage and unlocking the cage seems really scary and I think it's really important that if you're unlocking like a really big scary animal you get the help that you need so you know seeking help from mental health professionals from doctors from you know even like non-traditional healers whatever you feel called to lean on for support while you're processing those hard emotions it can be family it can be friends it can be a therapist whatever it is for you respect it it's your journey not everyone responds to medication and talk therapy and some people can't completely get by without medication and talk therapy and both are perfectly valid and okay and I think the most important thing in healing and in getting over any sort of addiction you have even if like even if you have an addiction to just like people liking you I mean I don't know how many of you have seen the office but Michael Scott is a perfect example of someone who is addicted to being liked and addicted to having everyone approve of him you know and we see how that looks like we can all learn a lot from Michael Scott we can all learn a ton from Michael Scott I love Michael Scott I am Michael Scott no I'm not but I very much relate to him um and yeah I mean just forgive yourself, seek help, breathe through it, know that this too shall pass, nothing is permanent, everything changes, you are loved, whether you feel it or not, you are loved, you are love, and you can get through this, you may not feel strong, but you are strong. I hope you had some fun listening to that episode. I want to leave you with one of my favorite words of wisdom. Take the shitty parts of your life, turn it into compost, and grow something beautiful. You are loved. You are strong. Have a great day.